0: Section 5 of Radioisotopes in Medicine by Earl W. Phelan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Laurie Ann Walden. Conclusions In summary, then, we may say that radioisotopes play an important role in medicine. For the diagnostician, small, harmless quantities of many isotopes serve as tools to aid him in gaining information about normal and abnormal life processes. The usefulness of this information depends upon his ingenuity in devising questions to be answered, apparatus to measure the results, and explanations for the results. For therapeutic uses, on the other hand, the important thing to remember is that radiation damages many kinds of cells, especially while they are in the process of division, reproduction. Footnote See Your Body and Radiation and The Genetic Effects of Radiation other booklets in this series, for detailed explanations of radiation effects. End footnote. Cancer cells are self-reproducing cells, but do so in an uncontrolled manner. Hence, cancer cells are particularly vulnerable to radiation. This treatment requires potent sources and correspondingly increases the hazards of use. In all cases, the use of these potentially hazardous materials belongs under the supervision of the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission. Footnote. The use of radium is not under AEC control. End footnote. Licenses are issued by the Commission after investigation of the training, ability, and facilities possessed by prospective users of dangerous quantities. At regular intervals, courses are given to train individuals in the techniques necessary for safe handling, and graduates of these courses are now located in laboratories all over the country. The future of this field cannot be predicted with certainty. Research in hundreds of laboratories is continuing to add to our knowledge through new apparatus, new techniques, and new experiments. Necessarily, the number of totally new fields is becoming smaller but most certainly the number of cases using procedures already established is bound to increase. We foresee steady improvement and growth in all uses of radioisotopes in medicine. Appendix Measuring Instruments Footnote One family of measuring instruments is described in Whole Body Counters, another booklet in this series. These are large devices that make use of scintillating crystals or liquids. In footnote. The measurement of radioactivity must be accomplished indirectly, so use is made of the physical, chemical, and electrical effects of radiation on materials. One commonly used effect is that of ionization. Alpha and beta particles ionize gases through which they pass, thereby making the gases electrically conductive. A family of counters uses this principle, the ionization chamber, the proportional counter, and the Geiger-Müller counter. Certain crystals, sodium iodide being an excellent example, emit flashes of visible light when struck by ionizing radiation. These crystals are used in scintillation counters. Ionization chambers. One of a pair of electrodes is a wire located centrally within a cylinder. The other electrode is the wall of the chamber. Radiation ionizes the gas within the chamber, permitting the passage of current between the electrodes. The thickness of a window in the chamber wall determines the type of radiation it can measure. Only gamma rays will pass through a heavy metal wall. Glass windows will admit all gamma and most betas, and plastic, mylar, windows are necessary to admit alpha particles. Counters of this type when properly calibrated, will measure the total amount of radiation received by the body of the wearer. Proportional counters. This is a type of ionization chamber in which the intensity of the electrical pulse it produces is proportional to the energy of the incoming particle. This makes it possible to record alpha particles and discriminate against gamma rays. Gager muller counters. These have been widely used and are versatile in their applications. The potential difference between the electrodes in the Geiger-Müller tube, similar to an ionization chamber, is high. A single alpha or beta particle ionizes some of the gas within the chamber. In turn, these ions strike other gas molecules, producing secondary ionization. The result is an avalanche, or high-intensity pulse, of electricity passing between the electrodes. These pulses can be counted electrically and recorded on a meter at rates up to several thousand per minute. Scintillation Counters Since the development of the photoelectric tube and the photomultiplier tube, a combination of photoelectric cell and amplifier, the scintillation counter has become the most popular instrument for most purposes described in this booklet. The flash of light produced when an individual ionizing particle or ray strikes a sodium iodide crystal is noted by a photoelectric cell. The intensity of the flash is a measure of the energy of the radiation, so the voltage of the output of the photomultiplier tube is a measure of the wavelength of the original gamma ray. The scintillation counter can observe up to a million counts per minute and discriminate sharply between gamma rays of different energies. With proper windows, it can be used for alpha or beta counts as well. Solid-state counters. The latest development is a tiny silicon transistor-type diode detector that can be made as small as a grain of sand and placed within the body with very little discomfort. Scanners. Many of the applications described in this booklet require accurate knowledge of the exact location of the radioactive source within the body. Commonly, a detecting tube is used, having a collimating shield so that it accepts only that radiation that strikes it head-on. A motor-driven carrier moves the counter linearly at a slow rate. Radiation is counted, and whenever the count reaches the predetermined amount, from one count to many, an electric impulse causes a synchronously moving pin to make a dot on a chart. The scanner, upon reaching the end of a line, moves down to the next line, and starts over, eventually producing a complete record of the radiation sources it has passed over. End of Section 5 End of Radioisotopes in Medicine by Earl W. Phelan